Welcome to the Psychology Experience Podcast, where we hear personal experiences from psychology students, registrars, and psychologists. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Psychology Experience Podcast. As it is the first episode, I thought I would just start by introducing what the podcast actually is. So this podcast is a podcast that was designed to explore what it was like to be a psychology student, registrar, or even a fully registered psychologist. So we will be interviewing different people throughout the series so we can actually um, get different perspectives and people can find out um, different point of views, what it is like to study psychology and in different areas of psych. The idea why I created this podcast was out of hope that it would inform other people what it's like to study psychology and just sort of provide a sense of comfort to other people who are interested in psychology. I know I definitely enjoy listening to podcasts of, um, of other people's experiences within, within the program. So it is called the psychology experience. Uh, that is because the interviews and information presented by people in this podcast will be primarily based on their experience and not actually factual information. So I thought that would make, I thought I would make that a point. Uh, I'll start by introducing myself, I guess. My name is Matthew Strebenos, and I am a provisionally registered psychologist in Melbourne, and I'm currently studying a Master of Clinical Psychology. So this episode will be a little bit different where I'll just be talking about my personal experience uh, studying undergraduate psychology. So that'll be uh, the first three years of undergrad and honours in psychology, so the first four years of the program, um, just to make that perfectly clear. And yeah, I guess we'll just get straight into it now. So first of all, I'm going to start off by speaking a bit about my experience in psychology. Uh, so I guess my story started realistically in high school when I actually did psychology first as an enhancement subject in, when I was in year 10. And so I started, you know, uh, the year 12, I guess, version of it when I was in year 11. So I was the first score to go on my uh, VC or ATAR rank or whatever you want to call it. And I, I did it because I was really, really interested in learning more about, um, I thought at the time, just the mind, <laughs> put it pretty simply. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing uh, or what it consists of before I actually chose psychology. I just somehow knew that it was sort of going to be for me. Uh, so when I read a quick brief about what psychology was, it was a pretty easy decision for me to actually choose it as a, as a subject when I was just thinking about doing an enhancement. Um, so I did that. I wasn't a very studious sort of um, uh, child, I guess, back then. I was much more interested in other things and socialising and things like that. So um, I don't think my school was fantastic for it, but I still really enjoyed the subject. And that content, um, you know, as you'll figure out later, carried me through to actually doing it as a university degree. So that's sort of where we left off in high school. And then when year 12 ended for me, I sort of went back to my consistently knew that it was what I actually wanted to study so I think it was down as my top three preferences ironically just after that was sort of something in editing and media which is uh, kind of ironic considering I'm doing a podcast right now as a hobby on the side so I'm kind of combining my two gloves in one which is uh which is a little bit nice but definitely psychology was my number one I I was always a massive fan of motivational speeches and I've always enjoyed talking to people and the whole idea of helping people um 
uh, based on changing mindsets and working through issues that didn't involve medication or just, you know, surgery. And those typical medical models really, really interested me. And when I figured out that it was more evidence-based than I could ever imagine, it really pulled me in. So that was absolutely fantastic. So I guess um, the next the next point is I, I, I did get into psychology. I got into a Bachelor of Psychology with honours, actually. Didn't know what it was at the time. It just sounded cool. So I took it. Uh, it wasn't my first preference. My first preference is actually a double degree in criminology and psychology, which is a little bit ironic now considering that I actually never really wanted to do it. It just sounded really cool and the idea of a double degree at the time as a, you know, a young kid sounded pretty good. But I got into, you know, it's, it's sort of funny how it's bittersweet because I actually got into psych with honours, which I think is a just generally better course to get into considering that you need to be quite competitive to uh, go into honours. And the fact that I didn't really have much of an interest in criminology, which is sort of, I, I, I just sort of preferred to do criminology subjects rather than electives. But look, it worked out really well, and I ended up at um, at the university I wanted to anyway, so second preference was great, and I ended up in a, in a Bachelor of Psychology with Honours first year, um, as of 2018, starting that year. So, starting off in the course was really interesting. Um, the first assessment I did was actually is psychology a science yes or no funny enough I actually said no because the criteria at the time was based on Karl Popper's um I don't really remember exactly what it was about but it was um based on whether science can be disproven and you know the, the, what makes science a science and I used all the principles to sort of say well look to be honest with you from what I see psychology isn't a science and to be honest with you, I, I, this will be for another video, I'm sure, from someone else, but um, I still don't fully believe it can be because individuals are all different and you cannot replicate the same thing because humans are wonderfully different and unique and that one, that's what makes life fun and not boring. So um, I stick by that and I got <laughs> quite a decent score for it. I actually really enjoyed doing the first assignment. I was in for a rude awakening after that. Since pretty much from that essay, every single assignment was uh, some kind of essay on a topic that required a lot of references and a bit of argument and a bit, you know, backing up literature, which is great, but it, it was definitely not as opinionated slash, I guess, it was a weird concept to do instead of a, um, you know, I remember after that doing um, assignments on the McGurk effect and whether... Um, certain drugs affected brain and you know it became a lot more psychology based I guess into the actual theories which was makes sense looking back but at the time maybe I wasn't as prepared for it so pretty much my experience of first year was it's virtually repeated year 11 and year 12 psychology at least it was at the time I'm guessing they do that to cater for people who didn't actually do it during VCA which I think is completely fair enough I guess the first thing, you know, you can probably realise what I'm saying is my experience in first-year psychology was extremely repetitive. It was sort of easy um, until I hit stats. Yes, there is stats in, in the uh, in the course. Um, that freaks a lot of people out. And I'll speak about that a little bit later when I talk about common pitfalls in choosing psychology. But um, I'm just going to stay on the topic of what I sort of learned during first year. So I don't have my subjects up here now, but from memory, it was like, the history of psychology, cognition, um, foundations of psychology, all your basic sort of theories and how psychology became a thing and, you know, 
theories of mind and body and how they interact and all your typical psychology theories you probably would have learnt in high school if you did in high school. But it's it's sort of setting you as a foundation for how to think about psychology and just have an understanding so you can set, you can have foundations. It wasn't particularly amazingly interesting content from memory, mainly because in my experience when I first got to uni, I was just really looking forward to the uni experience, not just psychology. I was definitely looking forward to studying psychology, but I guess it was a bit sapped out because it was a bit of a repeat of what I had already experienced during year 12. Saying that, it, it was interesting. Like, I uh, I did learn things, that's for sure. Um, stats was a really rude awakening for me because I think, like a lot of people, I wasn't prepared to do that. That was a bit harder, and, you know, no one wants to handwrite standard deviation when you're going to be putting in, in a program for the rest of your life afterwards. Um it wouldn't make sense to everyone in that comment, but yeah, stats, stats year one wasn't friendly to me, at least, and that, that's just my experience. I know a lot of other people found it sort of straightforward, but I didn't. So I did year one psych. I mainly had a really good time meeting like-minded people. Um, one of the benefits I will talk about later in psychology is actually that you meet like-minded people, um, very social people talking. You've kind of like me, just wanted to really delve into uni, have a bit of an experience, go to class, then hang out after class, and and do whatnot on the weekend, so it was it, w- it was a really fun year for me and, and quite memorable, all the things that I got to experience. In terms of actual classes, they consisted of lectures and tutorials, and I think there was workshops for some classes, like neuropsych that I did, which I dropped after one time realising that it wasn't for me. But yeah, the tutorials mainly consisted of like an hour class, pretty much, where you're like in a you know small classroom with tables and chairs, all facing the front, where there's a usually a postgraduate student tutoring you, um, and they're pretty much just going through a PowerPoint of things you need to know for that one, that uh, that particular subject. It's usually based on an assignment that you have coming up or some really important thing you have to know as part of that subject. Uh, it also involves you presenting group assignments. Yes, there are a lot of group uh, assignments in undergraduate psychology, so that is one thing I'll mention to you um, that I didn't really I actually didn't mind the group assignments in year one because I actually got to meet a lot of people and made a lot of friends from it. So that was actually fine. Uh, I didn't like it because as with all group assignments, one person does majority of the work and the rest are just passengers in a plane that's waiting to crash if you don't fly it properly. So uh, yeah, it can be a bit t- it can be a bit difficult group assignments sometimes. But look, they are they are they're usually worth ten percent each or something. Sort of on the assignment point, uh, the most assignments otherwise were an essay worth around 30 to 40%, and then you do your last assignment, which was, well, which is usually the exam. So it's only usually two or three assignments per subject and an exam. That is pretty much where you're going to get, at least where I went to university or undergraduate, that's what that's what it consisted of, and the exam was a 50% exam, um, where it was all multiple choice, it was all just really, really content heavy, um, you had to study for it. <laughs> You really did, and yeah, I would say it, they really encourage, especially at the university, you to understand how to apply knowledge and not just rote learn it. So I will say that there's a bit of a step up from high school. You, you, you definitely know how concepts can be applied, how you can critically think about things. This is what undergraduate psychology is setting you up to do, to be a scientist in psychology, not a practicing psychology. That is really, really clear. Uh, going to second year was sort of similar to me. Um, actually, that was the year I, uh, I did cognition at the start and some more stats. And you sort of 
your stats is going to build up every year, mostly from first year, so don't expect it to go away. When I hit second year, uh, it was much the same as first year, sort of just same sort of classes, same you know, same sort of labs when you're doing stats things or whatever. Um, the assignments looked virtually the same, except they just expect more of you. They get longer, so I think it was like 500 word essays in first year, and then they might get to a thousand in second year or whatnot. My experience was different in second year because I only did two subjects that were core psychology subjects. And I should explain that, but generally there is two core subjects in psychology per semester. So you do four for the year. Some subjects might have a bit more. I think second year, second semester had three, but I was actually on exchange, which brings me sort of to my next point. So I did only two subjects in the first semester. Then I left for Louisiana State University on exchange. I'm not going to really speak about that exchange because I feel like I can do a dedicated pod for that one experience, uh, but pretty much, uh, and, and it will also be different from you know Australian programs, and, and it definitely was. So um, all I'll say is I had an absolutely amazing time on exchange, and it was very different from my undergraduate psychology experience. Going to third year, I think that from speaking to most people, especially in psychology, but also in other you know courses, they really up the ante. I felt the work is a little bit harder, but way more interesting. It was more related to intervention and assessment and the basic theories and principles around that. You know, you learn about uh, different learning theories, different types of basic interventions and assessments. I'm not going to go into all the content of the subjects. I'm just sort of giving an overview of what it looks like. Uh, these assignments get way longer, but way more practical and in depth. So you might be writing like a uh, a case report on a client in, you know, maybe your recommendations for them or something like that, just based on brief, basic knowledge. Once again, you're not going in depth. You're definitely not a psychologist yet. You're just sort of going with the theories you're learning and trying to show that you can critically think about things and integrate and draw out information. So, yeah, it gets, it gets definitely more interesting, um, but probably more harder as well. The assignments get longer. You, you might do a lot of different assignments for different subjects. You might even do like a video role play assignment. Just trying to fully remember. It's a, it's it's not that easy to remember, but it was it, from memory. It was more funnier, but it was a more intense year because most people are trying to get into honors at that point, and pretty much honors is the fourth year sequence that you need in psychology. So you do your first three years, and if you want to become a registered psychologist, you're gonna to have to do. Three-year bachelor, one-year honours, and generally two-year master, but there is also an option for a one-year master plus a one-year internship, which I'll go down pathways in in another podcast. But this is just explaining my experience. So third year, I sort of realised that I need to really lift my grades because I wanted to guarantee my honours entry. I I think I need to get like a 75 or something like that based on my course requirements because it was a joint program. I was able to achieve it in the end, but third year was definitely a bit more tough. It was COVID, so I didn't get the same level of social engagement with the universities I did in the in the previous um, two years, but, so, but we're in COVID. And yeah, I don't really have, think I have much more to say about that. You sort of get into a bit of research as well then. I think you do, yeah, you do a group project um, that year. So it's sort of like your honor thesis in fourth years, so it's way shorter and with another like 10 people or something like that. But it was really fun. So you're already getting into the research components. You're getting into the assessment intervention. So you're actually getting to the crust of what it's like to be a psychologist. And the brutal thing is most people don't go on after that. So they sort of give you a little taster right at the end about what you kind of expected, I guess, going in. At least what I expected. I expected more practical things in my course, but it was very much um, theory-based. 
think it's fair to say, or research-based. I mean, they're trying to set you up to think like a psychologist, and that's why I think that the course in general, mine wasn't, but the, 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 the wider degree was called Bachelor of Psychological Science. So they're really teaching about the, the science of psychology, not as much about being a psychologist. Next, I went into honours. Now, I'm going to make a definitely dedicated view with a few other people I know that really had some interesting experiences during honours because it, it definitely needs its own video because it's an intense year, but I'll give a brief rundown of what my experience was like. So pretty much honours is a one-year program that you do after graduating from your three bachelor. It was built into my four-year sequence, I guess you could say, so it was the three undergrad and then the one honours. And you're doing a mix of coursework, so you do, I think it's two subjects a semester, so four overall, but one of the subjects, uh, is it, sorry, there's another subject added on called your thesis, and it accounts as two subjects per semester. I don't know why, but your thesis is something you're going to have to focus on for quite a large chunk of the year. Uh, I think we did a literature review. We presented what, we, what we're going to do at the start of the year, and you work on this one project with a supervisor that you sort of pick and they sort of pick at the same time. Once again, I'll go into more depth in an actual honours video. But when you're in honours, you you have a supervisor and you work with them on a project. You write up the whole thing, but they help you run it and hand in ethics applications and all that stuff that you have in research. And it's it's really interesting. Um, depending on your supervisor you pick, you might the scope could change. You could have a supervisor who picks your topic virtually for you and you're going along with it, or you can get a bit of leeway to bounce around it. I personally did a an online survey, which I found just the easiest to do, especially when we're in deep in COVID, where it was really hard to do any uh, face-to-face sort of studies. So I did um, how psychological flexibility um, sort of underlied emotion dysregulation. Once again, I'm not going to go into too much detail about what that is, because I know a lot of you might be a bit confused about that st- about that um, uh, study, which makes perfect sense. But that was fun, uh, and it wasn't at the same time. <laughs> It was great because I made huge steps in my uh, stats because I sort of needed to. You, you have to know your stats and there's no really way around it. Uh, you're doing your own study, you're doing your own stats for the most part, you're doing your own analyses. But I was super proud of myself that year. I put in so much work. In my experience, I wanted to get into clinical psychology. So pretty much what that means is it's, it's, a, it's a master's degree after your honours degree, which... Uh, allows you essentially something you need to do to become a clinical psychologist and my interest lied in more complex psychopathology and working alongside clients so i did choose to apply for clinical psychology to do so though you need to be ultra competitive and i need to get good scores pretty much out of all my years but especially during my honors year i needed to get an h1 which is an 80 and above but realistically more than that to have a real shot because six seven eight hundred people are trying out to get into these master's programs and only you know, maximum 20 people are getting into really, realistically into these programs. So it's, it's quite tough and you need to be really competitive and switched on um, in your studies. So I've, I, I pretty much wrote off that year, had no fun, to put it lightly. I was in COVID at the time, so there wasn't much to do anyway. So um, I feel sorry. And to be honest with you, sucked in if you're doing uh, honours in a non-COVID year because I feel for you. You know, I, I wouldn't have had time to socialise and do near as much things as I would usually done if and worked as hard as I did if it wasn't on COVID. I sort of was home every day. I was working three days a week, but 
I was really home every day, so I had heaps of time to just just study and really work on getting good grades. And my focus wasn't as much on enjoying the content. I really, really need to get the grades uh, because I really wanted to become a clinical psychologist. So it was a bit more of a pressure year for me. Um, saying that the content becomes way more interesting than you're doing honours, even in the subjects you're learning. It, but when we had people talk about their individual areas, I remember doing a, a lecture on... Uh, you know, the psychology of uh, emergency services and bushfire threats. And there was one on, there's heaps of cultural sensitivity ones and um, awareness of the LBGTQI plus community, which is also fantastic. So they're really setting the foundations for all your learnings that you need to have when becoming a psychologist. So it was a fantastic year. They have advanced assessments. You're really starting to learn about uh, psychometric tests and how they all work. So look, it gets really interesting, but it's hard at the same time. So that's a brief rundown for my first four years. I'm not going to talk about my current experience in Masters because I haven't been there for that long and I haven't finished it yet and I feel like there's going to be a lot more to reflect on afterwards. And as you can tell, we've only spoken for about 20 minutes about my experience. It's a really brief rundown, but I'm going to go into more detail as I hit over sort of the next point. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is what personality slash interest type do I think is best suited to psychology. Now, I can only speak from what I think. The people I've seen in the course that have generally stayed in the course and, you know, I guess what I'm like because I ended up, I, I feel I'm quite well suited to the course because I always enjoyed it and was one of the people um, that was really keen about psychology the whole way through. So the first thing I would say is it suits people who are very talkative, communicative, social people. When you think about psychology in general, it's very much, um, you know, humanitarian based and learning about social constructs and and, and applying psychological knowledge is, it's very for people who, who work well with language. So, look, barring stats and a lot of the stat, um, most of the most of the topics were required to have some kind of level of that. And look, most people in the course, I feel like I like that anyway, for, at least from my experience. So you're going to make a lot of friends. If you're similarly um, like that, it doesn't say you have to be extroverted and talk to everyone. There's some great people in psychology that don't have this perfect mould, as I'm saying. It's just, I guess, my example, what I think make generally people, uh, generally good students in psychology because they're really engaged with the content and they just absolutely love, uh, love the idea of being able to work with people to help them, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and that brings me on my next, I, I guess, type of person that works well is people who like to help and are empathic to other individuals and they're caring people. You know, sometimes I think we think about these courses too much as like academics, but not as much that there is a job sort of lined up at the end of this long pathway along psychology. And I just don't think you can't, you can't have this, you know, you have to have this to sort of pursue a career in psychology, to be empathic, to be wanting to help person because you're going to be working alongside people with complex um, mental illnesses who come to you for their help and if you can't um, sympathize or empathize with them I just don't know how you can possibly you know help them to a to the level of care that I think psychologists uh, we as psychologists are expected to and the other type of person I think which which sort of um is really important and I, I think I briefly hit on this but just to be a naturally you know natural curious and uh People think deeply and interested about the world themselves and others work really well in this course because that's what a lot of content is sort of related to. So if you're naturally a really, you know, person that gets intrigued easy and 
interested in things, especially to do with how you think and behave, you're going to love this course. So if you're one of those type of people, if, if, if these characteristics in general sort of describe you, then you're probably going to work pretty well for psychology. If not, I'm sure that there's, you know, this isn't a hard and fast rule. Once again, it's only my opinion. So there could be people in the course, and, and I'm sure there are people in the course that aren't necessarily these characteristics to a T, but still work fantastic in psychology. Because I guess at the end of the day, all you need to really have is a genuine love for psychology and what we do and studying for it. And look, as we're only speaking about undergraduate experiences, a lot of people can just do the undergrad degree, learn heaps about what they want to learn about and, and exit. They don't have to have all the qualities necessarily of a fully registered psychologist. The next part is, I think, the main crust of this of this podcast, which I really want, which is sort of the purpose why I created this um, this particular episode, is the common pitfalls people experience in choosing psychology. So a bit of background for a second. Psychology has a huge dropout rate. It also has a huge intake. <laughs> It is sort of like a money-making wheel for a university because every kid and their dog either wants to do psychology or teaching, um, from my experience at least. And I, there's a, I think there's a few reasons why this dropout rate is so large. I'm just going to go over the ones that I've sort of generally noticed uh, being in the program. So I think the first one is not understanding what the course contains. And I mentioned this before, there's a lot of stats in this course. So if you're someone who thought that after you attend, they're never going to do maths again, and then you choose psychology for this, well, i got bad news for you. You're going to be doing stats again. So if, if you're someone that really, really does not, like, you know, that as soon as they found out they do stats, or you have to do maths in this course, you know, won't want to do it, then probably consider something else, because stats is going to take you from year one to year six, if you go all that way. So that's one thing. Most people don't understand that there's actually heavy reliance on stats and the stats can get hard at times especially for people who like myself are not let's just say gifted with numbers so yeah but it can be learned and if i can learn it you can learn it so on the other hand i will say that if, if you're someone who's still willing to overcome that stats wasn't that big of a deal then you can do it i know i was a bit shocked when i found out about stats and but i look i made it work and i learned it and right now i'm actually really comfortable with it so it can be learned uh, the next part probably is how this, there's just so much reading and academic writing in the course. It is not practical. I think a lot of people come into this course thinking that we're going to be doing you know, psychotherapy and counselling from day one and role plays and you're going to be working in placements you know, after year two or three. No, this is not counselling. Uh, this is very academic. Um, you're going to have to do a lot of research. You're going to have to do a lot of academic writing papers. Um, use a lot of critical analysis, a lot of referencing, all that, all that good stuff that everyone loves, of course. So yeah, look, it's not it's not an ultra practical course, I'd say. It's largely theory based, apart from a placement opportunity at the end of second year, which is uh, you know quite short. Um, so yeah, your, your your majority of the course is going to be your assignments, your exams, your lectures, your typical tutorials, and it's all academic and very theory based. So. That's something that I think a lot of people don't realise they get into the course, they think it's going to be really practical, and they drop out when they realise that it look, it's just a lot of work. And yeah, and that's not to say that you can't do it, because remember, there is a practical aspect of the course, but it just takes a while to get to. So 
you're doing more of the practical stuff when you sort of start heading towards honours, but really mainly only masters. That's not to say that there's no practical opportunities at all. It just takes a while to get there. So if you're someone that can be patient and just really learn the foundation stuff in psychology and get you thinking like a scientist practitioner and get you thinking like a psychologist, then do it. Because when I, when I sort of came to terms with that, it was great for me because I just treated it like these are the foundations I need to build to be able to be a, an effective psychologist one day. So that for me is an important aspect of it as well. The next part sort of is along the same lines where a lot of people don't understand the course structure going in. I had a bare idea about the course structure going in. I wish I knew more. I went back jokes on it to friends and other people that if I had known the course structure from the start, I might not have done it. <laughs> it's probably a lie. I, I, I know I always love psychology, but realistically, six years is a lot. And like many people who come out of uni, I thought that psychology was only three years right before I read the brief about what course I actually got into. Yeah, so you're not going to be a psychologist after three years. I'm going to tell you that now. Uh, and that will probably mean that half of you might click off this podcast right now and be like, okay, I'm not a psychologist. I'm going to go do something else, <laughs> which is fair enough. If you really want to do psychology, you'll make it work. But a lot of people don't want to go uni for any longer than three years. Um, so my advice there is you need to love it. it it's just the truth. Yeah. Uh, it's not something you can sort of just do as a last resort. Oh, I don't know what I want to do. It's how to chuck down psychology. You're probably not going to make it through it because I wouldn't say it's the most enjoyable course you'll ever do for a neutral. You have to sort of love the content and be really interested in it um, to kind of get past that third year part. This other one I've heard from a few people. I'd never experienced it because I sort of knew I was getting myself doing this aspect is I think realizing that it's not as high paying as they once thought it was therefore might not be worth their time, which is, look, fair enough if that's what you're in for. My advice, and look, I'll do a separate video on this, but my advice is is if you want to make money, don't go into psychology. Not because psychologists don't get paid well, they actually get paid very decently. It's more because the moral and the values about being a psychologist should be based on your intrinsic value to be a helper in a psychological setting. And I'm a really personal believer in that, that if you want to go earn more money, do another four to six year sequence, go to med school, do whatever you want. But with psychology, I feel like it's something that uh, morally you should want to do because you have a really good intrinsic motivation to do it. I know I do. I wouldn't have done a six year degree without having that new intrinsic motivation. I love coming to uni um, every day and doing that. So that's a little bit of a brief rundown about common pitfalls. There's also a lot of group projects, which I mentioned before. Um, Not a lot of people really enjoy doing that from my experience uh just from hearing what people have said but look that's part of a lot of uni degrees and i don't think that's that's um localized to psychology so i'll get out of sort of the negative twist now because i feel like i'm talking down the program and you know underselling it or selling it out i'm going to talk a bit about the benefits in studying psychology because i think that's just as important so the first part is it's really interesting <laughs> and, and obviously this feeds into what i was saying about the negatives if you're interested in it It'll be interesting for you and it's a great benefit of studying it. So it'll help you understand about, you know, your own behavior and general human behavior, mental processes, and just in general, allow you to better understand how we as people think, act, and feel. And also, I think something I like is just how diverse humans are. You learn such interesting things about about individual characteristics in the ways we think and behave. And like on that line, I think... This is one of the most interesting topics 
you know, I say, it's it's sort of funny saying that because it's it's a complete opinion piece. But I have always loved psychology. I think it's extremely interesting. So yeah, I'm just gonna leave that at benefits because I think it's more of a personal benefit. Uh, I'll go into some of the more wider ones. Um, first of all, there's many areas you can go into. Once again, I think there'll be an individual podcast on the individual areas, but I'll just briefly list a few off. So you can go into clinical psychology, which is what I'm going into. You can go into more counseling and psychotherapy. You can go into adolescent and developmental psychology. You can go into organizational psychology, sport and exercise psychology, and, um, and many, many more. There's just so many different options you can go into. And even if you don't make it through the six-year sequence, which not a lot of people do, uh, because it is really difficult to get into masters as i mentioned before and honors um you might consider going to hr and other related areas um in you know human resources and you can become a behavior support practitioner or an aba therapist uh those last two i actually did during my degree to help me get into uh, into masters which i'll i'll make a separate podcast on with another person who is also in a master's program the other benefits are there are heaps of jobs. <laughs> so pretty much as you you can imagine, uh, during these this period of COVID right now, there is a growing waitlist for psychologists every year. Because of the funnel effect that not a lot of people are actually getting into psychology master's degree or so they just don't have the funding to take that many people. There's become huge wait lists and mental health's on the rise and our numbers aren't rising enough to keep up with the demand. So if you do complete a degree in psychology especially if you complete a five or six year sequence so you have your masters and you have your fully registered your full registration you're going to be a walk up to a lot of jobs so that is helpful so if you want job security you could think about this you've got to put in mind that uh, it is sort of hard to get into masters programs you might need to prepare that this is going to be a longer than a four to six year degree it's going to take you longer in my personal experience, as you as you as you've heard from the video, I went in in a straight lot, so straight out of high school. I did my first three, then my fourth, then my last two. That is the exception, not the rule. Most people I know, especially in my course, ninety um, percent of people did not do it in one go. So don't expect that. Maybe if you want to get into uni and out of uni quickly, maybe don't think about. Maybe maybe it might be a bit of a problem for you. The other thing is. Uh, and I mentioned this before, is you just get to meet like-minded people, you know, culturally sensitive people, caring, social and fun people. So you're going to, like, I, I've made some of my best friends uh, in this world, both from people I studied in psychology with, both undergrad and postgrad, uh, but also even jobs that I had outside of psychology, like ABA theory and behavior support, where I met some incredible individuals that I'm still friends with today that are my best friends, realistically, uh, because they're similar, they think, they think alike, they you'll just realize that I guess you'll find your people um, and that's when I sort of knew that I was well suited or just just psychology was always a good calling for me that is sort of my general rundown about my experience I of course you know am open to questions because I'm sure that I missed loads of things that people want to know I just gave a really brief rundown uh, as, as my first episode to, to just explain what my experience was and to sort of get people thinking is psychology right for you Last thing I'll generally say is is why you should generally take my advice as a grain of salt. And I mentioned this at the start, but it is my personal experience, and this this definitely varies from person to person. So that's one thing I want to make pretty clear: is it's my personal experience. It's not factual. Um, it's just what I generally think and what I've experienced and what my time was like and is still coming like, um, and the people I you know. 
and the common pitfalls and benefits I see. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And yeah, I'll see you guys for the next podcast. Thanks, guys.